Hi ladies, today we're going to be going over uh, the book Better. It's a study of Hebrews with Jen Wilkin. We are in week two. So on page 30, we will be going over the group discussion. And on page 167 is the scripture that she includes in the book. So let's jump right in. On uh, page 19, day one, Deb, can you go ahead and read that question for us? Question number five. Observe. Note everything you learn about Christ in the first four verses of Hebrews. Is that the one? Yes. So is everybody there on question number five? No, page 19. We're going to, we're, this questions we're going are from the group discussion. So if everybody will turn to page 19. Everybody there? Question number five. And Deb read that. So what have we learned about Christ in these verses? Verses one through two. Superior to angels. (laughs) Very good. <clears throat> the heir. Yeah. That he's our heir. Very good. Creator of the world. That he yes, he created everything it says. So the world, the universe. <clears throat> How about you, Tammy? Anything there? God's son. Right, that he is God's son. <clears throat> so we're doing who he is, where he is, and what he does and has done? Yes. So we're doing who he is, where he is, and what he has done. Anybody else? God, the sun radiates God's own glory. Exactly. So and what else does it say about that, Deb? He's sitting on the right hand of Father. He's sitting in heaven on the right hand of God. Correct. He's sitting on the right hand of God. It says that the, he is the excellent exact imprint of his nature so along with his radiance so what do you guys think about that exactly good Donnie's exactly like God okay anybody else get anything else there do you want us to read out of all three of them yeah from all who he is where he is and what he's done for he speaks to God he speaks for God through the word very good. That's the first thing that we learned. He used to speak to him through the prophets, to us through the prophets. Now he speaks to us through Jesus. How about anybody get that last part there where what he has done? He is, he is making, not made, he is making purification for our sins. So that's ongoing. You know, a lot of this thing he's, he's done that's ongoing. Also talks about how he purged our sins too. Exactly. 
that he's purged our sins. So by what he's done on the cross. Good. Excuse me, Don, what? He did miracles of healing. Right, he's done miracles of healing. Um, it says that he was, um, what else did it say there? <clears throat> Did anybody get else? Because it, it said miracles and what else? Showed, did wonders? Wonders, yeah. Right. The universe is made through him. Good, you guys. Excuse me? He gave us the Holy Spirit. Right. He's left the Holy Spirit for us to be our helper. Okay, page... Um, how about on page 21, question number 10? Rini, will you read that for us? Question number 10. You want me to read the apply part? Yes. Um, question number 10, page 21. Choose the description of Christ in 1, one through 4 that is, no, that is most surprising or impactful to you. How should the statement you choose impact your perspective on how to live in these last days as one of Christ's followers? Okay, so question 10. How is it most surprisingly or impactful to you? Verses 1 through 4 in chapter 1. Yep. So me, the answer would be number four. Having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. That's what I would say. All right, so what it's... Do you have? I have that he holds the universe by the word of the power so that he's in control. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Sustaining all things by his powerful word. Right. That he sustains everything good. Not just holds, but he sustains it very good. I'm sorry, what was your name? Carol. Carol, okay. I hadn't written your name down. Tammy, did you write anything there? Um, I wrote that he, he purged all of our sins and he's still working to, um, working in us. <laughs> very good. So Is that he's, uh, purged all our sins and that he's still working to purify our sins so this is the same the use of the word purification he purifies my sins is that the same mm -hmm. yes so Carla wrote down using the words of purification tell me again Carla um, he purifies my sins yes so he purifies our sins he makes them white as snow it says Tammy did you get anything different there I'm sorry, not Tammy, but Jamie. Ja Jamie. I just, but I never remember hearing the superior to angels title. I've never heard that before. I hadn't either. Yeah. So that's what you brought out. What verse was that? Did you get that, Deb? What verse that was? That oh, he's well, number four, but I, I erased my answer and put something different. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was good. Upholding all things by the word of his power. Because it says, what is most surprising or impactful to you? 
everybody's going to have a different answer. Well, and like they said, they had never heard that he was superior to the angels. Yeah. Well, I guess we knew it, but yeah. I've never seen it. Really heard it that way. Very good. And we know that to be true, though, right? Okay, now on page... Twenty-two, <clears throat> number eleven. The author uses seven different Old Testament passages to illustrate Christ's superiority to the angels, which we were just discussing. Based on what you know about his audience, what would you have? What would this have to be an effective strategy? So did anybody get a chance to look through those or, or um, write those down? Each one of us could read one of them. Did you get one? Did, did, it, well, just, did you write any of them down, Deb? No. I didn't write I didn't them down. I didn't write any of those. I just I didn't write each one down, no. Okay. I read through them, but... But I could read Psalms yeah. 2 seven. But I don't remember what I read about, but I know that I wrote that it was because they were Jews, and they knew the Old Testament, so that's why he was using the Old Testament. But I don't remember what... Did you read one of the verses? <laughs> 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 said. Okay, so um, where it answers this, why would it be effective? So like Tammy said, she said that they were all Jewish people that this letter was being written to. So that they would have known all these scriptures right back, right here. They all back up what chapter 1 and 2 talk about. Everything that all these scriptures cover are backing up what Hebrews 1 and 2 say. So because they were Jews, like Tammy said, they would have known these laws. And so that's why it was important and that they were stated in here. So is it so the people would not wrongfully think Christ equal to an angel or think angels equal to Christ? Right. And sometimes, I don't know if you, you know, maybe we do it ourselves. But I know sometime in the secular world, oh, the angels did this or the angels came to my, you know what I mean? And so when people do that, and if we do that, you know, it's, it says that we're in danger of giving glory to the angels for like, you know, people that don't know that everything that happens and that God has all the control through Jesus, they're giving glory to the angels. And we can deceive the unbelievers. Well, I heard, you know, I heard Cora say that. I heard, yeah, Susie makes mention of the angels all the time, you know. Instead of saying, God did this. Yes, he has those angels, or the angels are servants of the Lord. And he uses the angels. But God, through Jesus, does everything. So Jesus is the one should, that should receive the glory. So, very good. Okay, and let's see. The next question, ladies, would be... Um, Page 23 and number 13. It says, how can model, modern believers 
be guilty of giving, okay, that's what we just talked about, giving attention, even worship to the spiritual realm instead of Christ. Why is it tempting to do so and why is it dangerous? So we just talked about that. Right. Uh, we're sta- somebody stated in the back that some um, religions teach people to do that. Anybody else have anything there? Okay. Now we're going to go to question number <clears throat> page twenty-five. And question number 17. What three reasons are given in chapter 2, verses 3 through 4? Establish the credibility of our salvation. Carol, did you get anything there for question number 17? Oh, you're just getting it? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. You're like, I don't know, huh? You will soon, though, huh? Okay, Deb? I put number one, spoken by the Lord. Number two, confirmed by those who heard. Number three, God bearing witness by signs and wonders with miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh, maybe somebody else has got something different. That's exactly what I wrote. Oh, is that what you wrote too? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody get anything different there? Because you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. One more time. The second one I have testified with signs and wonders. Yes. Same Right. Clear evidence of those who heard. Yeah. I wrote, I, wrote the, I wrote those down, but I wasn't sure if I was writing the right thing down. You know, I had the same problem, so I wrote what I was reading in those verses. Signs, wonders, and miracles. what I wrote. How about that part where it says, establishes the credibility of our salvation? Let me see what that, so on verses three, chapter 2, 3 through 4. And that would be on page 167. Really the next page, you guys. Rini, can you go ahead and read that for us? Three and four. Chapter two, verses three and four. So it says, For it is not to angels that God subject, subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. Is that what you just read, Rini? You're just reading read, through your Bible? I read, through, I read on the back of page 168. Where it says, The founder of salvation? Warning against neglecting 
Um, I'm looking at the wrong one. Sorry, you guys. Okay. So it's saying that we need to pay close attention and that it was declared by the angels. It says that it was, do you guys see it there in verse number three where it says it was declared at first by the Lord mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. okay so you oh, did yeah. oh, Carla no. <laughs> okay so is, does that clarify it any better for anybody Tammy um, it's, I don't know, I just think it's worded, and it's just a little difficult, but I got it, I have it written down, so, and everybody else has it written Well, down, and so I have I all guess. that stuff written down, too, maybe, <laughs> maybe we can ask Kim and Susie to go, go over question number 17 with us a little more. Well, she did, did say that she would clear, clarify anything that was confusing to us, so hopefully... When, when we watch the video? When we watch the video, maybe Very good. Yeah. All right, moving right along. <laughs> Deb says she can't wait to see the video. Now we're to question. No. Okay, so we are to question number 18. In what way are modern believers prone to drift away or neglect the truth we know? What regular practices might be? help us to pay much more attention to what we have heard. False teachings makes you drift away. So false teachings, so that would um, be, if we don't know what the truth is, then we can be subjected to false teachings. So knowing the truth anybody else? How we might busy. we get busy and, and don't pay attention, or you know, don't go get in our word or whatnot? So. Very good. So, being too busy and not making time to read the word, mm -hmm. right? Those are good, you guys. So, spending time in the word, prayer, and church, right? Those are things that, yeah, that we can need to, to make a priority spending time in the word. Going to church and what else, Carla? Prayer and praying. And and what I found good in this too is, Lord, give me understanding, give me wisdom. How many times have you guys prayed for those? Give me your understanding. <laughs> you know, give me your understanding, your wisdom, because you know when we just ask for understanding and wisdom, you know, Satan can come in and say, Hey, check this out, you know. But when we pray, then it says that he answers. Okay, anybody else? Deb, did you get anything different there? On no, what? sometimes I like to read different versions of the Bible. I was just going to try to look up this verse in the message. Okay, look it up in the message yeah, and let me know when you, you get it. King James and a lot of people read the regular. But, you know, sometimes they say it more clear in different versions. To understand it, yeah. yeah. It's going to take me a few to look it up. 
Okay, so it says, I put down here the, um, we, we need to pay attention to the word and acknowledge what God says, whether it's good or bad, you know, whether we're being blessed in our blessings, you know, or if we're having trouble trusting them in our circumstances. You know, I, I think of Wendy or people that are, aren't dealing with different health issues. Do you know what I mean? It's like, gosh, I just don't understand what's happening to me. You know, or, or why does this, why is this happening? You know, or like for Wendy, you know, that's, that's like major. You know, I think of sometimes like, you know, I broke my arm, you know, versus what Wendy's going through. So just trusting him and acknowledging what he says. He says that he has, he will work out things for our good, you know. So just hanging and, and um, putting to memory some of those verses. Okay, did you find that, Deb, the message? Yes, well, I got the message. He says, it, and it's going to read it totally like the way we talk today. It's critical that we keep a firm grip on what we've heard so that we don't drift off. If the old message delivered by the angels was valid and nobody got away with anything, do you think we can risk neglecting this latest message? This magnificent salvation? First of all, it was delivered in person by the master, then accurately passed on to us by those who heard it from him. All the while, God was validating it with gifts through the Holy Spirit, all sorts of signs and miracles as he saw fit. I don't know. Oh, that was one through four I read. Sorry about that. That's Two all right. Two through four. So it, it didn't separate it. Well, and it keeps making reference to our salvation or salvation. Um... So I think we're going to, you know, maybe get with Kim on them a little bit more about that because it's specifically saying that. And even though these, everything that we've talked about can be for today and every day, I think that's, it might be talking about salvation. But let's go ahead and move on to page number 26, question number 21. Rini, can you read that one for us? In 2.10-18, Mark, every occurrence of a familial term, sons, brothers, children, with the blue underline. Note, the term sons cannot, or can connote sons and daughters, and the term brothers connotes brothers and sisters. They can be properly read with no gendered Okay, so in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, it's talking, it's talking about um, who we are in Christ, that it's asking us to mark everything about sons or brothers or children that we learned. And why is it important for us to understand our salvation in family terms? would be the yellow portion. Okay. Did everybody get that? She thought she says because you're saved, a single person in your family doesn't mean that everybody's saved. Did you get something like that, Deb? Or no. did Sometimes I told you these, these questions, like, 
why is it important for us to understand our salvation in family terms? That just went, I just didn't, you know. Right, you didn't get it, Tammy? Yeah. It's just because you write anything down. Okay, it's sure. the way the lady words it. She might have had a different impression than what our brains would do. Right, okay, and so everybody was, and that was my initial thought. It's like family terms, okay, and yeah, exactly. Just because I'm saved doesn't mean my brother's saved. But here, I was understanding because of what Jesus did at the cross, and it's because we're talking about salvation, we are also heirs in the family, okay? We, just like Jesus, God is our father, and that Jesus is our brother, so for all believers, and I think that's the family that, you know, maybe she'll make it clearer today, but that's how I took it as the family and it's asking why is it important to understand our salvation in family terms it's not talking about our our, our earthly brothers and sisters it's talking about our spiritual brothers and sisters okay that's how i got it and then on that last number um 22 what reason is given for the death of Jesus in verse 2 through 14? And it says, summarize these two verses. Did anybody write anything there? So it's, it's, it's asking us now, not what we think or understand. It's asking, what did the death of Jesus in verse 2, 14 through 15, what, did, what does it say there? Did anybody get that summarized, Tammy? I just wrote that it was to deliver us from death. Okay. So deliver us from death. One more time, Jamie. Free us from the slavery of the devil. Freeing us from the slavery of the devil. No fear. Deb? No fear of death. No fear of death. Very good. How about you, Don? Anything there? Did you get and, that? Uh, to help those that are tempted. Um, Right, so Jesus came down in human form to go through exactly what we go through every day. How I said, being able to trust him in our circumstances. So, being, tell me one more time. Um, he was tempted and he came to help those who have been tempted. Okay. Because he walked on earth as, you know, and did everything so he can help. So just like we're tempted, Jesus was also tempted, and so he came to show us the example of what we can do. Very good. I put down, as children, we share in one flesh and blood, just like Jesus. Jesus' blood on the cross destroyed the hold of power and death, which is what you guys were sharing. It frees those who were held in slavery all their lives by fear and death. He reached out to help us or to help you. Okay. On page 27. And 28. Okay, so it's at the bottom of page 26. I'm sorry, 27 and 28. Carla, can you read that question for us? I can't find it. Please move on. 
Carol, on the bottom of page 27, page question number 26. Can you read that for us? A little bit louder. How much does Jesus, who calls you part of his family, control? Okay, how much does Jesus, who calls you part of his family, control? All of it. Everything. Good, Carol. Carol said all. Everybody's saying everything. Very good. So it's in the word says putting everything, subjecting. A, that's in subjection under his feet. Nothing is out of his control, which you shared. At the present, we do not see everything in his subjection. Did you guys see that? That was huge for me to say, you know, it's like, well, if he's in control of everything, you know, why, you know, we get mad, you know, if he, he's in control of everything. Well, we don't see everything that he sees. You know what I mean? We can get angry. We can get you know, where we just, like, we don't understand. But it says that we don't see everything that he sees. Okay, and on page... Twenty-eight... Tw page, uh, num question number... Let me see. Twenty... It's still part of twenty. Okay, thanks, Tammy. You're like, where, where am I going, huh? Okay, so... Um, Tammy, will you go ahead and read the top of page 28? It says, what areas of your life feels most out of control? What news headline scares you the most? And what sin feels um, inconquerable to you? Okay, so this is more of a personal question. Did anybody go ahead and answer that? Would you be willing to share that with us? Good, Jamie. She said that everybody is um, following false leaders, that um, they're trading the truth for um, wrong, the untruth. And what else, Tammy? Sorry, Jamie. Just how right is wrong and wrong is right right now. Right. I'm going against a cartoon and other things that are on the Grammys is perfectly fine. It's just the world's nuts. Right, everything's just spinning out of control. But who holds the universe? Very good. So we can can trust in that. Carla, how are we doing for time? Two thirty-eight. Two thirty-eight. Carla says, giving me a thumbs up. Deb, how about? I'm sorry, Tammy, go ahead. They have, there's a second part to that question, too. It says, how does the truth in 2, 7 through 9 speak peace to your greatest fears? Okay, so the second part, Tammy, is saying that in verse, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. No, 7 through 9. 7 through 9. How can we have peace with our greatest fears? God is in Everybody seems to have that. Tammy's looking over Jamie's shoulder. Anything else that you put there, Deb? No, I 
exactly. Just that? We're not afraid to die. Very good. She says we don't need to worry. I just put also that if we do our part, preparing, reading, trusting, and doing what he has for me to do today, that, and he'll do his part. He'll be with me and, and go through it and so much more. He'll provide all. Okay, and then people actually answer every question. We're supposed to. Oh. Deb's asked if we should answer every question. That's well, helpful, no, ladies. No. Your life feel most out of control. I put anger. Okay, anybody that's a personal for Deb, so we can pray for her. Her anger's out of control. Yeah, I need for her. <laughs> okay, so also on page twenty-eight there. Deb, if you'll read that last part, filling in the statement, or where it okay. says wrap up. Yeah, I didn't fill it in because I just didn't know the right word. Okay. Anybody? Did anybody get those blanks filled in, what See, they thought? The There's word, no wrong. The person who wrote the book has a specific answer, and our answer might not be the same. Well, but right. I think the wrap up part was actually meant for us personally, so we were supposed to fill it in. So whatever knowing it was. that God is in control shows me that I am okay. No, okay, not. that you're all, that you feel okay. Yeah. yeah, knowing that God's in control, Deb feels that things are okay. What about, what about you, Tammy? I said almost exactly the same thing. Knowing that God is in control shows me that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything there, Jamie? It's knowing God's in control. I put knowing God that God is on mission shows me that I am nothing. That you are nothing. Very good. So being that God knows everything, that that we that Tammy Jamie feels like that she's nothing. Well, she's something. She's she's God's daughter, so she's everything. How about you? Um, I put um, he suffered and died for me, so I can be saved. Very good. Again, going back to salvation, he suffered and died for all of us. And so that we can be saved. Rini, did you give that any thought for right now? Well, I had just put, like, I was thinking what she had just said, you know, that knowing that God was in control showed me that um, I'm His. That you're His. And I put that I can be at peace. Huh. You know? How about anything there, Carol, that you could think of? No, you're good? Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and get ready and take just a few minutes while we get the video ready, and then we'll go ahead and set up for that and get on to the next week. Thank you, ladies, for being good to answer all the questions.